Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. And we're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, wherever you get your podcast, you can get the talk programs here at KFUO Radio, including the podcast of these segments during the midday programs. Just search out KFUO whenever you go to get your podcast at wherever you go to get your podcast. These last few weeks, we've enjoyed hearing from Martin Luther, but this afternoon, we welcome back one of our Monday regulars. We have with us our favorite fishing and shepherding supply store owner, St. Peter from St. Peter's Hook and Crook. Yes, and it's it's good to talk to you, Gary. Uh, you know, but before we go any further, let me remind your listeners: it's not too late to get your sheep dipped before winter comes. And of course, here at the Hook and Crook, we use exclusively Dippy Gary Duncan's premium sheep dip. Uh, uh that's Dippy, comma Gary Duncan's premium sheep dip. Oh, come on now, Gary. No one would think that you're the dippy one, <laughs> or at least not most people, or, or certainly some people. <laughs> Peter, can we just get on with our devotion? Well, yeah, you're, you're probably right, Dippy. I mean, uh, uh, Gary. <laughs> uh, l- let me tell you, uh, this afternoon I have a story that I think will intrigue you. Well, anything's got to be better than Dippy Gary Duncan's sheep dip. So go on. What's the story? Well, I tell you what, if you'll get out your Bible and read from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, uh, starting verses 51 through 58. Okay, I'll do that. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If we were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Well, thank you, Gary. Now, now, the key question that Jews ask Jesus here is, who do you make yourself out to be? And the answer to that is obvious from the text. Jesus is making himself out to be the only Son of God. And that is pretty apparent. As Jesus says, it is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. Plainly, he is claiming that God is his father. And that statement, truly, truly, I say to you before Abraham was, I am. That's pretty powerful, too. After all, he's claiming he predates the father of all of Israel. You're right there, Gary. That is an important statement, not only because it suggests that Jesus existed before his birth to Mary and Joseph, but it's also the way he says it. The phrase he uses, before Abraham was, I am. I was going to ask you about that. Shouldn't Jesus have said before Abraham was, I was? 
Now you're beginning to sound like Mrs. Peter. <laughs> but you're right. That would have been uh, grammatically correct. But I believe Jesus purposely chose the words he used, even though they may lack grammatical accuracy. I think I understand why he used those words, I am. Wasn't that the name God used for himself in the Old Testament? <laughs> well, exactly, Gary. When Moses was called to free the Israelites from slavery in Egypt already, he asked God, who should he say sent him? And God answered, say, I am sent you. In fact, it is the name God uses for himself all the way from the beginning of the Bible. Already in Genesis 2-4, it says the I am God made the earth and the heavens. Wait a second, Peter. My translation says the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Ah, but Gary, do you notice there's something peculiar about the way the word Lord is spelled there in your English translation? Ah, you are right. There is something different. The word Lord is spelled with all capitals. That's because in the original Hebrew, the word is Yahweh. Don't tell me. Yahweh is Hebrew for I am? <laughs> you are hot today, Gary. <laughs> exactly. So you see, when Jesus says before Abraham was, I am, he is claiming to be the same God that was there in the Old Testament. Well, you know, we might not pick that up, uh, but the Jews of Jesus' time certainly would have picked up on that. That explains why they do what they do next in the very next verse. Well, now, wait a second, Gary. You're reading ahead, aren't you? But well, well, <laughs> well, go ahead. Why don't you read the next verse? So the crowd picked up stones to throw at Jesus. See, you're right, Gary. The crowd did clearly understand what Jesus was claiming. Now, you wouldn't stone a man to death just because you have theological differences with him. But blasphemy was a sin punishable by death, and to claim to be God, the great I am, is the greatest blasphemy in the world. However, what is really peculiar is what Jesus does next. Now finish the verse, if you would, Gary. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. What's so peculiar about that? If somebody was coming at me with a rock, I'd hide too. But, but that's exactly the point. That is what you and I would do. But don't you see, Jesus has just said he's not like you and me. He is the almighty God. But I'm thinking that Jesus could have done something a lot more godlike than just run and hide. Like what, Peter? Well, he, uh, he could have done some miraculous sign that would have stopped them in their tracks. You mean like he did at the Mount of Transfiguration? Well, great idea, Gary. I, I, he could have, couldn't he? He could have turned himself bright, shining white, shining with the very... Glory of God. Oh, boy, wouldn't that have made their jaws drop open. <laughs> but wouldn't that be kind of like throwing your pearls before swine? I mean, after all, Jesus didn't even show that sign to awe of the chosen disciples, but only to you, James and John. Yeah, you, you got a point there. Uh, Jesus wasn't one to show off to the general public. Uh, but if he didn't want to do that, uh, oh, oh, he could have at least followed the advice of James and John. And what advice is that, Peter? Well, you remember the time we were traveling through Samaria, and the Samaritans wouldn't let us spend the night? You mean the time James and John suggested that they should call hellfire and brimstone down upon the Samaritans? Well, that's the story. Now, that suggestion may have been a little over the top in this instance. I'm not sure hellfire and brimstone are fitting just because someone refuses you a place to spend the night. But it certainly would have been appropriate here in the story you read. But poetic justice, if just as they were picking up stones to kill Jesus, 
fiery stones from heaven would fall and consume them all. <laughs> I don't know, Peter. Such punishment would have been appropriate, but it does seem a little harsh even in those circumstances. Oh, you do have a soft heart, don't you, Gary? Uh, you're probably right, though. But but still, Gary, don't you think Jesus could have done something more godlike? At least he could have magically disappeared. Oh, say, where did he go? I don't know. I thought you had him. <laughs> <laughs> but he did disappear, didn't he? Oh, no, he didn't. That's the point. The Greek that John uses here is quite clear. He hid. There is nothing miraculous implied in that word at all. Hiding is what humans do. As you said, it's what we would do in the same circumstances. Why, we'd hightail it out for our hideout. It's all very peculiar. The Almighty God, the creator of the universe, the ruler of all, hiding out like he's some common criminal. It's all very peculiar, except for one thing. One thing? And what one thing is that, Peter? Well, it's the same thing God does all the time in our lives. What What are you talking about? Well, I don't know about you, Gary, but it seems in my life, Jesus is hiding out all the time. Why, it's just like what happened in the text. Trouble comes along, you're looking for Jesus to help you out. Maybe show some miraculous sign, or perhaps destroy the evil that's threatening you. But lo and behold, he's he's nowhere to be found. There he's gone hiding again. I see what you mean. Often in our lives, when there is illness or money problems or family disagreements, you're left wondering, where is Jesus in all of this? It does seem that when we need him the most, Jesus just disappears. No, no, as I said before, he doesn't disappear. He hides. There's a good reason for that, Gary. Uh, but, you know, I'm looking at my watch here, and I sense I've used up enough of your time this afternoon. Um, next week, I'll come back, and we'll talk about why Jesus hides. And more importantly, what, what, what he's doing while he hides. That sounds like a, a question I'd like to have answered right now, though. Well, nope. I'm sorry. Like Jesus, I'm going to hide out for a while. But I will be back next week with answers. I will give you one hint before I go. A hint? Yeah, let's, let's hear that hint. What is it? Well, think about another time Jesus hid. The day he hid on the cross. You certainly couldn't tell he was God that day. But he was doing the most godly thing he ever did. But ask me no more questions now, and I'll tell you no lies. <laughs> hey, Gary, good to talk to you again. Next week, we'll give you some answers. That sounds like a line out of a song, too, doesn't it? Ask me no more questions, <laughs> I'll tell you no more lies. Well, I, I look forward to uh, talking to you again next week, Peter. It's been so good to have you back with us. We are the messenger of good news. We are worldwide at KFUO.org here in the St. Louis area. We are AM 850 KFUO, proclaiming Christ for you anytime, anywhere.